Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Pig Ignorant Gamers. I've dropped the indie, let's be honest, because I've got several games on here that aren't games indie. Games are games, you don't need to yeah, have Yeah, exactly. A... I, think, I think the, the line has, has blurred quite a bit these days. Especially since the latest E3, the, the folks are saying. That's it, or, or Sony's long sloppy blowjob to the indies, <laughs> indies as it may as well be called. Uh, so introduce yourself, uh, I'm uh, Graham Gorey. I'm Mark Foster. And I'm Dave Williamson. Oh, nice. I like the informal. <laughs> You've dropped the, the id. Well, friends now. Yeah, exactly. You dropped the, dropped the yeah, I mean, last two weeks, I, last two, I thought you were <laughs> but now, <laughs> quite like you. Um, okay, right. So yeah, we're, so I suppose uh, you mentioned E3, you may as well kick off with that, because E3 was dead good, and somebody here didn't bother watching it at all, the big grump. <laughs> There's nothing there interests me. I, wa- I didn't watch all of it. I watched some. Well, no one watches all of it. No. Uh, well, any- I don't know. David Venn watched, I think, all of it, I think. Did he? Yeah. Idiot. It's 4am in the morning. That's... I didn't watch the PlayStation one. I watched the Xbox one. Why? So you didn't watch the good one? Cause no, because Xbox... I was really late at night. Yeah, no, but you... you... Right, now there's this, this thing, right, where they record something, and then... You... Much in the same way that this isn't live. Yeah, I could have watched it in the day after or whatever. Yeah, but... well, yeah, and that way you can skip through it. Cause... If you read Twitter, you feel like you've watched it anyway with the amount of people go on about stuff. So the Xbox one then, so you watched that, that was... I watched most of that one, yeah. Because the Xbox one was really interesting only in comparison to the Sony one in the way that they just curb-stomped Microsoft. Because that was the brilliant (laughs) bit where they were just like, uh, oh yeah, look, uh, lending games, you can do that, yeah. Basically, Sony's, Sony's, the the end of their their announcement was basically, hey, we're not the (laughs) this time. Which was so, that was really nice. No, Sony's this time is... Okay, we're we're doing some shit stuff, but look at Microsoft; they're doing everything even worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it is ridiculous that we we herald them not being dicks as a good thing when that's yeah. kind of like that's actually the status quo. That's what you should be. You shouldn't be dicks. Mm. Uh, we're giving you brownie points only because these muppets came across <laughs> as complete fuckers. Um, but 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 also, Sony's was great because they did have all the indie stuff on there. They had that mm. bit where they had like eight indies in front of people. Which, I mean, it must be, you know, quite nerve-wracking for some indies, because that's, you know, I, w- I would say we're not all the most sociable of people still in yeah, video games. I, I think that stereotype holds true yeah. um, with some programmers, but they managed to find the most photogenic ones. There were no fucking qu- <laughs> there were no Quasimodos <laughs> on there. I imagine when they were choosing what eight games to, sort of, <laughs> to show, they were like, so which of these ones is repellent? I mean, it's a really <laughs> good game, but you do look physically repellent. Do you mind if we actually recast your role? <laughs> Can we get an actor to play you, ugly developer? Because, <laughs> uh, you know... So it's sort of like the, the beginning of the Chinese Olympics, where the... Uh, exactly! <laughs> they I'm, got the little girl that looked nice who didn't actually sing the song. Yeah, ex- absolutely. I'm sure... Um, there must have been. Because they, you know, they probably had like 12 games they, were, they knew they were going to put on PS4. And then they, they just, they sort of said, right, which are the, the, the least physically repellent people who made this? And those are the ones who managed to go on stage. <laughs> I, this probably won't be a popular viewpoint. <laughs> um, it's good to know we're hitting the core issues of E3 immediately here. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what but, the game developers looked like. That's it. We're like the Hello magazine of <laughs> video game podcasts. Oh my God, did you see what he was wearing? Oh! <laughs> um, but yeah, so the games... Um, well, I, I, I don't know if this one was on stage. Ho-Hokum, which looked quite like... It was basically Lokoroko's art style. And it looked like a sort of a 2D version of Flower sort of thing. In yeah. the, is it basically that? I don't know what it... I have no idea what it plays like, but it looks... Yeah, it looks really cool. It looks like something you'd play to chill out and just 
fly around Who and have play- fun. I don't get this idea of this ambient gaming place. This is probably why I didn't play Flower. I don't play games to chill out. I play games to get very, very stressed. <laughs> um, um, you know, that's why I enjoy Demon's Souls. Your motherfucking mind flayer, shit bastard. That yeah. is my kind of fun. Um, oh, I've got a three now. I've got a cutout. Well, bleep. Never mind. Um, so yeah, I was think basically Hohokam. I think if a game could be a hipster, that's what Hohokam is. That's what the H in Hohokam stands for. It's a game for. with big, thick rimmed glasses on. Yeah, absolutely. It's the Phil Fish of games. <laughs> um, uh, you'd, you'd probably love that game, wouldn't you? Probably, unless it was made by Japanese people. Then uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. To be fair, he was. He, you know, he's right. There's a lot of, there's a lot right of shitty Japanese games. There's a lot of brilliant ones, though. Yeah. I think I, I still think the best games in the world come out of Japan. But also yeah. the worst games in the world also well, come out of Japan. You can't really specify somewhere that good games come out because good games come out from any corner of the world and shit ones come out of those same corners. It's true. I mean, Quite Dark Souls is Dark Souls is from from softer yeah. Japanese, aren't they? Yeah. What, the, like the, probably the, the best, best game, game ever made. Uh, yeah. So I can't believe that you haven't played Demon Souls though. I don't have a PlayStation. I'll have to lend you mine or something because it's so good. Um. So I'm, good. We'll see if I buy a PS4. I probably won't. I'll probably just stick with PC. Because I've been playing Demon Souls again recently. Shell out half a grand on all these new consoles and stuff. Well, well, it's, it's, it's again, again, where Microsoft got the shit kicked out of them. You know, their machines eighty quid more expensive mm. and, and not as good. I, I just love the, the way they just stump. They're just sort of like stumbling, drunk, stumbling drunkenly around. Sticking feet in their mouth and then shooting themselves in those feet while they're in their mouth. Yeah, there's uh, uh, there's so much wrong with that console. Like they they have just shot themselves in the foot it's repeatedly. Great. It's made it so easy. My purchasing. I don't have to get two consoles next time because they've ruined Dead Rising Three. They've got rid of all the sort of joyousness of it and they've just painted it brown. And uh, you know, oh, I'm really glad that they fucked up so badly. Um, <laughs> to be honest, um, translate. Uh, sorry, transistor. Um, that from that company that made Bastion, I can't remember what they're called. It's like an isometric. It looks like an isometric sort of run aroundy shootery thing. Again, I, I suppose Bastion was isometric as well, actually. But I mean, it's getting loads of applauded. I'm not, I'm not seeing it in the gameplay, but everyone's saying it's dead, dead good. So that's that's a game that's I didn't happening. Did you see that one at all? Did you not? No, no. I had a bit of press before now. I wasn't a massive fan of Bastion. I might be sharing a controversial viewpoint there. No, but... no, my problem with Bastion is that it looked like it was going to be a remake of Motos, uh, an old Namco arcade game, and then it wasn't. And so that was my issue with it. Because I really like Motos. It, it was visually really nice, and the yeah. narrator stuff was pretty cool, but I just never got into it. I, I found the narrator annoying. Did you? Yeah, it's like the big selling point of the game, and I found him annoying. <laughs> I haven't actually played... What does he do? Does he just sort of comment... Is it, is it like that he... You know, you'll die, and he says, and then I died like a twat... Is it that kind Not of... quite like that, but along those lines, it's like I think it's supposed to be sort of like dynamic, so it'll it'll narrate the bits that you're doing. Yeah, like what's, e- what's even if on. you're just picking something up. Well, I can see how that would be annoying, because I mean, if I had that in real life and I I pick something up and then some dude went, "Hey, you just pick something up, fuck off." That's what are you doing in my house? <laughs> just some strange form of schizophrenia there. Yeah, where you just have a voice narrating your life oh, as you go maybe, by. Maybe that's what this game is. Maybe we aren't appreciating it on the. It, like with Braid, I'm artistic. where it's all about something. It's about like Braid's the, so artistic you can't understand the actual real message behind it. Is, isn't it meant to be about the atomic <laughs> bomb or something? People say I don't know. I, I thought no it was idea. about time. Personally, <laughs> oh, you get it. So, you're so on the surface. Yeah. What a philistine! 
Um, other games, let's see. Oh, Raise the Dead. Because Raise the Dead was on Kickstarter quite recently. And then they cancelled the Kickstarter saying that an exciting new opportunity had um, uh, come up. Which I assume meant that they were going to just farm it out to some sort of Chinese slaves to write instead. But Raise the Dead is like, it's basically Pikmin with zombies. Yeah. Um, but they said they were going to restart the Kickstarter. And I don't know how I feel about the idea of kickstarting something that has the sort of the tacit backing of a multi-billion dollar company. It seems a little bit, can you give us some money? We're only friends with this rich person. But they use it. These days people use Kickstarter a lot for just marketing, don't they? It's because mm. for some reason, like if it's a Kickstarter, it gets more press coverage than just if someone said, oh, we've released, you know, we've got a pre-release going. Unless you're a bigger name. That's true. Do you know what it's like? Because Indiegogo is kind of like the Aldi of Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> in that it's, you know, it's... That's a very English reference for the listeners. Okay. Oh, okay. In that case, it's kind of the Kmart, I suppose, of Kickstarter. Kmart is quite scummy, I believe, in America. Okay. Um, whereas Kickstarter in this is... what's I'm trying to think of an upscale uh, American... Walmart? Uh, that's, is that upscale? That, how is Walmart upscale? It's Asda. Asda's all right. Isn't it? Oh, we have so that's you, you're scum. Been you, were you recently. Not, were you not aware yeah. that you're actually scum? <laughs> um, I wasn't aware. No, no. I, I mean, look at that. Our Asda is in Hume. Yeah, it's, you you can. Hume is a lovely place. I'm, I'm surprised you can't buy used needles there. Frankly, it's. <laughs> Why no. would you buy them when you could find them on the street? <laughs> but you can get. I think you can just get them in a nice packet, like like a, like a, like a gift box for your favourite person. Who takes drugs because they live in Hume? Mm. Yeah, Hume is not the nicest place. No, no, it's not. Um, so, um, yeah, Indiegogo is kind of like it's 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 kind of like the less glamorous Kickstarter, I think. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so so that's it. When things are on Indiegogo, they don't have to get the press like going. Oh, yeah, true. Look at this. But when they're on Kickstarter, it's like, oh, it's been There's legitimized because they can make a website. People, the the mindset of the backer as well is is like uh, if they saw someone on Kickstarter, they think. Oh, I've used Kickstarter before. I can put my money behind this. Absolutely. But if they've got Indiegogo, they'll go, oh, I don't want to do this. It's completely true. I haven't got an Indiegogo account because, but I've backed like eight things on Kickstarter because I've already got the account. It's, you know, it's almost, yeah, what the hell? It's the same mentality as with things like Steam and stuff like that. Because if you've, yeah. if your game's on Steam, people are more inclined to buy it. Not just because they see it like on the front page or whatever. It's because they can, they trust Steam. They can go through that. But if you've got like a, a BMT micro page and you've got some guy going, ooh, I, I'm not too sure about this. They're probably less, Likely put the money down. It's the same with like hum- humble, humble store. Yeah. That if you've got that as a front end, it's more likely to pull people in. I I would be more inclined to pay through humble than I would to be going through BMT Micro or whatever. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and it's the same for Indiegogo. I'd never used Indiegogo before. So it's a good point, well made. What's yeah. it doing in this podcast? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, well, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, contrast that sort of platformer where you're playing on shadows. There was that. Yeah. That, that... I'm sure it's in another game that had no, that yeah, exact same. When did Contrast come out? I thought it came out ages ago. Did it? Well, it was. I think it's coming onto the PS4. But I was oh right, okay. has it come out? No, it's, it's on Steam. Was, right? I thought there was another one that was similar. Yeah, but not Contrast. I, I, not, I, I wasn't actually talking about Chroma. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> enough, your game. Yeah. Um, oh my game! Oh well, right, yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, but what no, I'm sure I saw that? there was. I'm sure there was another platformer about someone sort of running over shadows. There was that thing by that Digipen game where you had that weird thing where. Yeah, perspective. That was yeah. a really clever idea, which is kind of a similar thing, I suppose, in some ways. But, um, but yeah. Oh, Don't Starve. I haven't played this. I haven't played that. That's been out no. there, hasn't it? It's like a roguelike, so you'll like it, Dave. <laughs> um, so, you know, you invented that genre. Um, <laughs> um, 
Ro- it's a roguelike Don't, don't even joke about that. <laughs> you mean the, rogue? The, the angry emails I'll get. Yeah. Oh, your player's not on that symbol. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> idiots. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mercenary Kings. Now, so that's that Metal Sluggy thing with the, the graphics by Paul Robertson, uh, who did, uh, you know, the Scott Pilgrim game yeah. that there was, which I was I wasn't blown away by. It was kind of, it's one of those things that has the size and shape of a game, but doesn't have the magic to make it feel like a game. So I, that, although Mercenary Kings looks really nice, I've not seen anything about it that made it, made me think, oh, that's a really good shooter. I'd like, you know, like, um, that one uh, I mentioned last month, the, um, the Brothers Gate, what's it called? Shit. Super. Broforce. Broforce. Yeah. Whereas that, that's just fucking ace. Whereas Mercenary Kings just looks a bit like, I hate games that are in love with their animations, where it's like, oh, I've done this really good animation, and that's going to get in the way of the gameplay. And it looks to me like it might be one of those. Even though I haven't played it. That's right. I'm just going to write it off without playing it, because I am professional. You enjoying that chocolate now? It's all right. It's, uh, it's Aldi. I don't know I don't know why we're saying bad things about Indiegogo as being Aldi, when that chocolate's from Aldi, although it's their top well, of the line. Well, even Aldi occasionally has something really good in it. That's true. Me, when I'm shopping. <laughs> Um, and Outlast, that scary first person game. Is it, it's like, um, it's Unreal Engine 4, I think. I think it's that one. Or is it? There's two games coming out. There's one where it's like a woman and she's using a, her camera all the time. And, and, and I'm not sure. There's like, there's like a bunch of these games that are like first person scary games coming out. And, and I'm, I, I can't remember what the other one's name, but they're like dead, dead similar names. But I have thought of a great name for first-person games that are about scaring you. Shit 'em ups. <laughs> it's like shoot 'em ups, but they're trying to shit you up. That's good, right? I, I'm, I'm coining that here and now. Um, this is the least informed discussion I think we've done so far. It's, uh, it's That's a, uh, almost impressive. <laughs> uh, I know, because we have very low standards. <laughs> yeah. Or, or rather high standards of bad. Uh, was there anything else at E3 that you saw that you were like, ooh? Have we discussed below? Oh, yeah, no, uh, we, yeah. we just We just argued about, well, not argued, but we said, oh, Xbox is shit, blah, blah, blah. We didn't actually talk about any games. Yeah. You talked about game developers and how they look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, below, because my theory on that is that they didn't get the memo that everyone was going to Sony and accidentally signed with Microsoft. I think they might, it was probably more like they, they got some money to do it and were like, Oh, we have money so we can make the game. All we care about is making the game, which is what I would think when I'm making a game. Because it's, it's just fun to make games. And it looks amazing. And it's a shame <laughs> because I'm not going to buy an Xbox One. Is, 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 was there any gameplay footage? Because I saw that. It, there was some. And they released, well, a trailer. Like the intro. they released a trailer after E3, which is, it was, I think it was almost the same. It had a little bit of diff- different stuff going on. And then, like, the tail end of this trailer had, like, he was this little character in some uh, abandoned cave type thing, and then some tentacles came and ripped his sword and shield off. Yeah, off I saw, I saw that one. Oh man, I was it just hit my uh, gamer nostalgia but thing in my. I'm heart. hoping there's some actual play in it, rather than. It looks like it's more interactive than Sword and Sorcery was. Yeah, that's my worry is that it's just going to be another Sword and Sorcery. A, a, po- a Ponzo game. <laughs> I did like Sword and Sorcery, and I don't like point-and-click stuff, usually. Oh, I've still never so. completed it. I haven't completed it, actually. But I, I start playing it and wonder, what, what am I doing? Yeah. I've, got, I've got better games on my it's just, the bit. I've got uh, ones with proper like jumping and stuff. Yeah. The first bit with the... Uh, I don't know if you've played up to the first Trigon. Where think... you get the triangle thing. I played up... like I've played past that point, but that really... That was really, really good. I 
because I, I, I'd never really um, knew why people loved this game so much. But when it got to that point, I was like, wow, this is really cool. So it's worth having a look. Well, just YouTubing that video, maybe. It's because it's not exactly that interactive. <laughs> I, I did die it because I suck, but <laughs> it's worth playing. Oh, well, I think I've got it's it. It's on We're going I back think, in time. I think here, I've got right? it on here. I just haven't bothered. Um, yeah. Haven't really bothered playing. Oh, oh, Hotline Miami Two teased at uh, at E3. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning oh, news oh, yeah. here. <laughs> That's right, Mister. I don't care about me. And now Hotline Miami Two sequel to one of the bestest games ever. It's. I imagine it'll just be Hotline Miami with more levels, Give which is shit. fine. <laughs> yeah, lovely. That's what I want. But they're going to be at Res next week. One of the developer sessions. Really? Yeah. Oh, but it's, it's them versus um, Vlambeer doing about love trousers. So, how... oh, Vlambeer's there as well. I think so. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this. Mister, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> how difficult is it to get into the developer sessions? Because one of us has know. been previously to Res. No. Oh shit. Why didn't I get competent people on this podcast? Because <laughs> one Jer- of well, these... Jerry knows everyone. Get Jerry. Yeah, get Jerry. Oh, I'll, I'll just take the jingle in there. Now. <laughs> Fuck. Jerry Nickel is his name. Jerry Nickel is his name. Jerry Nickel is his name. Jerry Nickel jingle. Um, that amazing. Oh man, that took a lot of work. It, it sounded work. like it did. It took no work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a developer session at, at Res next week. Which cool. I should yeah, take I, I heard there was a few talks and stuff, but I didn't really know much about what, what yeah. they were. Hotline I know they were doing a. Well, I'm, I'm just going for the drinking. Oh yeah, <laughs> do we do that on the shop on the show floor, just swigging around? I'm pretty sure you do it afterwards. Yeah. But well, because we're going on a train, and there's going to be a group at of us. Ten a.m. I yeah, but I went to a, I went to Blackpool once at that sort of time, and someone got cans out on the train. I was like, how have I never done this before? This is brilliant. It's ten a.m. There's not an actual law, you know. It's just sort of social mores. That... It's a slippery slope, though, when you start. It's, like, it's not going to be it's, special, bro. It's 5pm somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's a legitimate excuse. Um, yeah, so that's going to be... I'm looking forward to that next week a lot. Res, game jam. It seems like a silly thing. What? Like they're, they're having a game jam at Res, which I thought, oh, that's cool. And then, it, and then it's like, oh, but only... You can only do it if you enter officially with a team of four people and only five teams are allowed. <laughs> Just exclude well, most people straight so, away. So basically, 20 people can do this thing? Yeah. What the fuck? I didn't quite understand the four-man team, but yeah. why, why specifically a four-man uh, team? So you're going to have your programmer, your artist, your music person. And then someone stood at the back with a whip. Producer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. So a producer to lie to them about the deadline. So it'll be like it'll be like a twenty-four hour danger. You've got eight hours yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got eight hours go. for the whole thing, and then they'll get to like hour seven. and go, oh, we ju- I've just had a just been on the phone, and we had an extension of another eight hours, and then they'll get to hour fifteen. Oh, we've just got we've got another four hours, and that is how you become a game producer. You lie about how much time is left. A bad game producer. I know some really good game producers. Yeah, I was going to say none. Is this any of this coming from a no this personal is, experience? This here? is not coming from my current employer. This is coming from uh, my previous employer, where we had a proper old school good good save there bullshit producer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like our producers. Yeah, that's mainly because I haven't worked with one of them. Um, <laughs> so he knows who he is. Um, anything else from E3? Was that it? 
But was, that, that can't be it. Was Nint- be. Nintendo not there? Nintendo, <laughs> no. no, they weren't. That's the thing. They were, but they didn't have like a big conference hall. They just did a, like a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I watched the Nintendo Direct thing. That was good. With the craziest, shittest stream ever. Oh, God, it was really bad, wasn't it? It was just yeah. jumping all the fucking yeah. time. It did take me uh, like 20 minutes to realise I was watching the Japanese one. Uh, <laughs> they're, 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 I can't really understand that, what they're saying here. Hmm. Oh, wait. <laughs> but yeah. There's so many cool looking things in there. I thought, anyway. The, the Yoshi's Island game, is that a remake or is it a proper sequel? Oh, I didn't see that bit. Maybe I didn't watch all of it. <laughs> was that the start or the end? Pass. Because when I, when I joined the stream, it was, I think it was showing my, uh, Mario Kart 8. I was going to say Microsoft oh, okay. Kart then. <laughs> oh, oh, can you imagine that? Oh, please, please sign the end user okay. license agreement before starting your car. <laughs> Yeah, Mario Kart looked really fun. And no one else would be allowed to drive your car as well. That's it. I'm sorry, this car belongs to this character. Yeah, instead of a blue shell, you have a blue screen of death. Oh, it was, a, it was a fun thing. The, uh, what was it, Drivatar for Xbox. That was I hilarious. Did, I didn't see that. What is this Drivatar thing? It was just uh, when you, you, you race or whatever, and then it um, something records the actions you take, and it, it learns like how you'd play, and then you're... Your drive guitar, as they use as like some buzzword, some terrible buzzword, uh, that drives online as you while you're not there. So if your family or friends, like say, had your own friends listening, like, oh, I want to play against him, uh, they'd get your character in and it would race as you. Why? Which is well, the, probably won't race the, as you. The at Wii all. does that already with the Mii's. Does it? Yeah, if you, if you have like your family of me's on your, on your thing, it, it adds in ones. But do they drive like Yeah, you? they're supposed to drive in the same style as you do, but. Oh, right. So, but this but... is just, why, who, who didn't think immediately, anyone who doesn't drive well is just going to be a driver tard? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's obvious from the start. It's just like a really bad, and also, I hate that kind of, oh, let's make a portmanteau. Let's just, let's just take two things and munge them together. Really Munge. Munge. That's, that's a word. Do you know what? It might be a portmanteau itself. I love portmanteau. I like the fact that portmanteau itself is a portmanteau. Uh, is that just a pig's foot? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be a portmanteau. <laughs> I thought that's what you were saying. No. Portmanteau. No, portmanteau. Oh, portmanteau. I still don't know what that means. It's, it's basically where you get two <laughs> words and you stick them together. The reason is because a portmanteau is a piece of furniture that is effectively two pieces of furniture put into one. Okay. I learn lots of things on this podcast. None of them necessarily about games, but... Yeah. But, well, okay, well. Uh, so, yeah, no, Nintendo, there's some good games. That uh, that wonderful 101 looked really cool. Um, it, yeah. looked, it looked quite Pikmin-y, though. Pikmin, Again. actually, yeah. Yeah. It's weird that there seems that everyone's suddenly realising, oh, Pikmin's dead. Good, we should... I suppose because Pikmin 3 is taking so fucking long to come out... That other people are saying, well, we may as well do a Pikmin game whilst we're waiting for Pikmin 3. I oh, want it so bad. Um, uh, so that looked good. Um, and then there were some other things. Oh, the new Mario. What was surprising was that the new Mario wasn't like a big Mario Galaxy thing. It was... Um, Mario Land. Yeah, except multiplayer. That's the weird thing. that It's like, oh, hang on. Have we actually had online Mario before? No, we have not. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And plus, plus Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS. It's brilliant. I think it's my, one of my favourite Mario games ever. So more of that, yeah, don't want to do. I think Nintendo got the most amount of exclusives through oh, this yeah. because they just have loads of Nintendo games, obviously. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of weird that they are the... 
I mean, the Sony have that, obviously, with Uncharted and stuff like that. But, I mean, that isn't made by Sony. There's a lot of love for Nintendo games, though, from people who, you know, played them when they were younger. Yeah. Which is a good, it's a good hook. They're doing uh, their best to squander that, I think, though, with things like um, Zelda just has been stagnating a bit. I think the Wii U has potential to do quite well, though, because I think a lot of people um, will will choose generally maybe one of the main two consoles, like Xbox or PS. Yeah. Oh, I or, think yeah, I think it was like and, Wii sixty. Remember that when the when the, when the PS three and stuff like that came out, it was like people saying, "Oh, get the Wii sixty, as in a Wii and a, uh, an Xbox three sixty. Yeah, and I think everyone is going PS. Yeah, or so Wii U so this time. someone will t- choose one of those two big ones and then choose the cheaper Wii U as a yeah. as a second console because everyone's rich. <laughs> Except you. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think the real upset though for for Nintendo was the fact that everyone was like, "Oh, what's Retro been working on? It'll be a new Metroid. It'll be a new Metroid. It'll be a new Metroid. Fucking Donkey Kong! Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Donkey Kong never a good platformer anyway, and oh, just. Oh, oh, what's the one on sixty four called? Was it just Donkey Kong sixty four? Yeah, there's some really good naming in those days. Yeah, yeah. But that that was a fantastic game. But that was rare. So they were they were awesome back in the day. I don't know what they like now. I I've never been a fan of rare. Really, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, Did no. you have an N sixty four? I didn't have an N sixty four. I did. I did. It's just because their school of of level design was like. Uh, so you'll have the ice level, uh, and then yeah, but it was so fun and childish. Level. And then you get things like Conker's Bad Fur Day. Which is fun and childish, but with just boob jokes and poop jokes I, everywhere. I, yeah, I, I can get behind that. I like I like that in principle. But but if it's attached to a platformer that's kind of, hey, get a hundred of these, fuck off. The one of the bosses in Conker's Bad Fur Day was you had to throw toilet paper into a poo monster's mouth to kill it. Okay. That sold the game to me. Yeah, that's that's five minutes in you know a load of other stuff. But well, there's loads of cool stuff. Like Banjo Kazooie is probably one of my favourite games of all time, and that is sort of like a collectathon. In, in, you know, as you say, like an ice world, a, a jungle world, and all that stuff. But it was so amazing. It was, it was just full on exploration, going around the big hub world, and oh, man. Okay, okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I never really gave them much of a chance, but okay. Yeah, I will accept. Uh, if that. you haven't played, actually, that fully, nuts and bolts looks good. I know, right, finger on the pulse here. Um, but the uh, Xbox One, what new builds does stuff? But it's got, it's like to buy it. It's, it's weird. It's got like a really high price. I think it's like, I will not pay £20 for a game that old, basically, yeah. is the issue here. And that's how much they're charging, I think, so fuck okay. that shit. Um, uh, yeah, but um, but that that was annoying that it wasn't a new Metroid, because I, I, I'd, lo- I'd love to see a new Metroid. I want to see a new 2D Metroid on, on the, the, uh, the 3DS, really, is what I want, but that's never going to happen. I've come to accept that. It's kind of that's annoying because they they pissed on my chips a bit there because I used to love you know the Castlevania series when they were doing two D explorey ones like that <laughs> and although the latest one was kind of two D explorey it was also with a shitty frame rate and just didn't look appealing at all so I think I get the thing that it's the the Metroidvania is is totally in the the preserve of the indies these days yeah well when you've got the the sort of basic structure of Metroid mm. how do you expand upon that because it's all basically the same. All the Metroid games are basically just you you get the same powers and you go through and you well, have to get them and go back to other areas. I, I think they need to just change up the powers. Because that is yeah, it is it is kind of piss poor that they are they are always the same powers. Yeah, but if you've got if it's driven by I mean they do vary the guns and stuff. Like there was what were the ones on the GameCube? There was the Metroid Prime where you charge up that one and then the sh- the one after it that had shadow and light and stuff. 
I think it was that. Yeah, that was two, yeah. Yeah, because that one had several different weapon types in it. What's going on here? So I was just, con- I thought, I, don't, I, I have a feeling that we were recording the wrong channels, and then I suddenly remembered that I was listening in, so I know we aren't. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'll just, I'll just put this down. Yeah. And cut that bit out, it's alright. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so I think that's, that's, that's kind of, you know, I'm never going to see an official 2D Metroid again, I don't think. Yeah. That said, actually, one thing that really cool on uh, Xbox that came uh, picture that was shown off at E3 was the the new flashback remake. Didn't see anything like that. It looked really nice. It looked like um, that Shadow Complex. It looks a bit like that. It looks uh, the remake in flashback. Yeah, except they've done it. Re- they've done it really slickly and stuff, and they've added a bunch of stuff in, and it looks really good. Uh, well, as long as they cut out the really boring bit where you go get a job. Well, but the game show part of that was good. Yeah, oh, the game show is brilliant. Oh, it's best when it first happens. The best bit of any game ever. Are you being sarcastic? No, no, oh, I actually okay. really like it. But just before that is when you get the job. And you, I can't remember what what particularly happens there. You you get a job as a courier, and you literally just walk backwards and forwards for about half an hour. Oh, so it's Shenmue. <laughs> Can't lie. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Can't lie. Nice. But yeah, no, it's uh I, I can't play Flashback again because I get to that bit and I go, oh, I remember this bit. <laughs> I just stopped at that point. I just remember there being a really difficult jump in that bit. And you have to, like, it's like you have to let go of the controls you know, and, and it'll make it or something. There's some kind of really bad bit of control at that point, I seem to recall. Well, most of it's pretty bad controls in that's Flashback. That's true. Yeah. Right. But, but the new one, oh, it looks, looks good. So that's good. That's one, like, that's kind of like a last hurrah. That's part of the Summer of Arcade on uh, Xbox. So I might actually turn on my Xbox. That'll be interesting. <laughs> I've done that for a while. Actually, we're going to turn it on this afternoon because we are going to play Spelunky after this, aren't we? <laughs> Every fucking time, it's so good. Um, yeah. So, so E3. I'm not E3 was very good. I mean, there was a lot of you know nice stuff. Lots of, like Thief Four was shown, um, and it looked a little bit too action based. It looked a little bit like they got a bone of a dishonored. Frankly, um, I could totally believe all those behind the behind uh, closed doors rumors about how there's there's a lot of turmoil in terms of stuff turnover and stuff like that but um but but be- i mean graphically beautiful i think the, the one thing that the next generation of consoles is doing is that atmospheric things with the sort of a sort of standing fog that isn't just like a cheap fogging effect it just just these really good atmospherics that uh that really really beautiful on a lot of next gen games i just noticed a lot more hair yeah yeah that's true all right so that's the next gen hair that's the, the new donkey kong has that you can actually see the fur on him. <laughs> That's what you look for in a Donkey Kong game, right? Real, realism in this cartoon game. <laughs> yeah. As long as it doesn't look shiny and shit like the original, all those horrible rendered graphics. You just need some brown polygons. That is my song. mother calling. Um, I told her I was recording a podcast today. What is she doing? She wants um, to be involved with the podcast. Well, she can't. She can't. She, she has very few opinions on video games. <laughs> she's deaf. Um, so she'll just be going, you know. She, she'll she's be... deaf and she's ringing you. Yeah, well, not completely deaf. Okay. You know, but... Uh, <laughs> you said she's deaf. Well, she, so she, she's quite... You know, it's not, it's, there's a sliding scale. It's not binary. It's, you know, she's she's high-tone deaf. Okay. Yeah, so so as a result, it, it just means that there's a lot of shouting Again, going some, on. this is some quality content for the podcast here. And it's quite annoying, though, because every single time, I'll be having a conversation with her, and she'll say, I can't hear you, I'm deaf. And it's like... <laughs> I am aware of this. I've been your son uh, for as long as I can remember, and 
you have been deaf with it. So it's, you know, this is not news to me. But so, and, but the thing is though, and she, but she assumes that I've got superhuman ear hearing and I'll walk out the room and I'll be in like another part of the house and she'll be still talking. And I'll be like, I can't fucking hear you. What? Oh, silly woman. Um, I love her obviously. Um, so that's it. E3. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was done good. There was lots of, lots of new games we've forgotten about. Um, actually, no, not much in the way of new IPs. Uh, the the new Tom Clancy thing looked good, and I couldn't give a shit about Tom Clancy. Um, the Division, is it called? I, I don't know. Oh, it looks very I good. don't remember what I did see of it, and I didn't really see that much of it. E3, well, oh, right. Well, the, look at the new Tom Clancy one. It was at the uh, Ubisoft. It was the last thing they showed in their presentation. It looked very, very impressive. It looked really, really good. Um, so, what other things have happened in the world of indie Ooh, in the been, last what month? What have been playing? Oh, we're gonna go, oh, we'll go straight. I thought we we're gonna do well, what else news. Been a, okay, is is fine. Well, I, I don't know what has been happening there. Well, there's a new update coming to Terraria. Remember that? Yeah, let's skip over this. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna have new furniture. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are gonna have new like bosses and monsters and stuff. But I, I suppose did you say in the last podcast that you didn't want to ever play Terraria again? No, yes, but this has changed my mind. And I'll tell you, I, this is the thing. Because at that point, it was like, um, I, I played it when it first came out, and I really enjoyed it. And then they added some new content, and I was like, oh, I don't want to play the whole thing again just to see that new content. But now there's even more new content. So I think it's got to that kind of critical mass where it's like enough new game that I will replay it. So that's like, that's why it's good news, I think. And I assume they're doing this because it's coming out on uh, PS Vita and stuff like that. And, okay. and, and tablets as well. How, that's going to be shit. Just totally, I, how do you play like ac- action games are not, for use on tablets, it's mm. it's it annoys me when they put them on the monitor. Well, not, not when they've got traditional controls. Exactly, they? virtual joypads and stuff like that, and and anything else that anything that is like like a good action game on on uh, on iPhone, like um, uh, Punch Quest, for instance, by uh, Paul Pridham. Have you played that? No, it's really good, but it's two buttons. Um, so as a result, I don't think I'd ever bother playing that on a PC, but on a phone, it's perfect. Yeah. it's it's sort of it's a simple little stripped down game. But yeah, anything more than that, yeah, fuck off. Just stick to PC. Just stop trying to put shit on my iPad. Well, that the, the um, iDevices are getting um, controllers. Controllers. Are they? Yes. What, like official ones? Official, yeah. What does it sort of? Is it, does it sit in it like? With There's that? two two different types. There's one that's um, a proper controller that's separate from the device. Right. And there's ones that clip on. I don't send the separate device. Yeah, separate would be crap. I would have thought. Um, well, um, it's because you can do things like stream to your Apple TV, can't you? Things like oh, that. right, right. Well, that was something. The because all all this second screen shit at E3, all the all the like um, with Dead Rising Three, where they're like, oh, you can use your smart glass to call in a weapon strike, big what? But like um, already, Nike have got little attachments, so for the new pads, you'll be able to have your your iPhone sort of sat on top of your pad while you're playing games for any of that shit. So, I guess I. I I don't understand it myself. Mm. It's a bit. It's a lot of faff. Everyone likes to put an extra screen in their controller these days. That's true. Yeah, Nintendo. What have you done? <laughs> what have you wrought upon us? I mean, did you play Wind Waker back in the day? You had Mister. Yeah. Wait, not Mister Tingle. Just Tingle. Oh yeah, that, on the on the GBA. On the GBA. Yeah. Yeah. God, they're all just weird. copying that basically. Yes, and that was shit. So, but they're they're keeping it. They they're doing it in a different way. Uh, I think apparently the the Tingle stuff. Uh, with the Wind Waker re-release, oh, I don't understand why they're doing that. I don't understand why they're making that game again, or of any because any game. Buy it. 
and it yeah, but they could much. have made any Zelda game. Not in the same amount of time. I know it's it's they can just but, well because they haven't fucking done anything to it. They've just added Bloom to Zelda and that's to Wind Waker and that's it. I think they've upgraded the textures as well. And apparently they've streamlined that whole uh, end quest where you just sail around for ages. That's the only tweak that really needed to do to that game, but it didn't need to be done. Hmm. Like uh, Wind Waker was a brilliant game, and it and graphically it's timeless, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. If they if they had remade Majora's Mask with those graphics, yes. I would have. Yeah, because I never played that. Or Wii U. Really? Yeah. Good lord. I, Majora's Mask is a phenomenal game, and with awesome graphics, it would just be too much for me to handle. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just you break down. It sound like you would just spontaneously spunk from every orifice <laughs> on your body. <laughs> it's a rare thing when it happens, but <laughs> oh, just this explosion, explosion. <laughs> Well, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. There's very few games that I've been like, oh, this is amazing. Well, that's it, though. I wouldn't be surprised if that just turned up on 3DS eventually. Because, you know, they did Ocarina of Time, and it's really good on 3DS. So why not do Majora's Mask? I don't know. What? Exactly. It... You don't know. To I, I actually thought that might have already been out there. But the graphics weren't that much better on Ocarina of Time, were they? Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, you really them. need to look up both. You, everyone forgets just how fucking ugly Ocarina of Time was. Yeah, it's sort of behind a wall of nostalgia yeah. glass. What they have actually kept, though, is the diabolical camera um, that uh, Ocarina of Time had. There are some boss encounters where it's just like, well, here's the boss, here's some of the level, and here's whatever's in the background. Here's some blackness, because the I camera's don't... just clipping through the fucking wall. I never wall. remembered camera being particularly bad on it, uh, the, the the boss inside the whale uh, where it's just like um, you're in sort of a stomachy bit and there's a thing going around like a loop terrible camera really diabolical hang on what's this is it a whale Maybe not in a whale. Jabu Jabu's belly yeah it's a really oh. bad camera oh I thought you said a rail for some reason I don't know I don't know what's wrong with me today oh my god a whale makes sense pork mantos first of all <laughs> It's, it's like, I, don't re- I don't remember a train being inside it. Well, anyway, so the camera's shit. Um, okay. So, I'm be surprised that I'm surprised that no one's actually been calling out for that. Cameras are always shit in 3D games. So. Dark Souls cameras. No, oh, yes, yeah, diabolical. But at least it allows you to control it. it never. It's you know you you you. It lets it's just you when you get into a shitty small room with a fucking Capra demon boss. Yeah, that is a bit of a bastard. That 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 is. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> yeah. I just want to play it again. It's so good. I've not played the Artorias. I'm leaving. Stuff, I'm right? leaving it a while so that, that I get really shitty and I'll go back to it and play uh, New Game Plus again. Oh, see, I've started. This is the only thing because I've started another way through on the PS3, but I don't want to play Artorias of the Fish on New Game Plus. Sorcerer or something, don't you? What do you mean a shitty, an you'd, awesome sorcerer? Yeah, but you stand at the back at a low level and just shoot things, and it's just shit. You need to get right up in their face with a massive sword. No, I don't, because I don't have to do that. The final boss, I just like shot him three times, dead. It was ace. You need to. It's really easy to parry, actually. You just stand in front of it and go boom. I, I yeah. never time that right. Although someone told me yeah, that you, you need to it. watch what their arm is doing, not what their sword is doing. Apparently, when you see their like their elbow go forward, yeah, so yes, yes, it's the point where they start to strike. Or if you're in PvP, you have to hit parry before they attack, which is a very interesting thing. Preempting attacks is yeah, really crazy. Yeah, what? That's... So you it's, just have it's to amazing spam when you pull parry. Them. No, you don't spam it. You just like you see they roll towards you, and if if you watch them, like if they if they tend to like roll and then attack, if they roll towards you, you parry, 
and then they get up and attack, and then they, they get parried. All right. So you have to just you you have to learn what they're about to do, which makes the PvP really really interesting and difficult. Which is I, whenever I, I got invaded, I, I hate getting invaded, but it was always great when you got invaded and you had two other people with you, and they just got <laughs> gang banged. It was great. How have you not really per- persevered with this game? It's so Dave? good, so good. The best game. I feel we should strap it's, you down. It's a good game. I like it. I just I played enough of it. <laughs> not. It's not <laughs> um, Darkwood. That was uh, that got shown the um, the top down scare them up, shit them up. Let's use the correct <laughs> term. Um, you 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 thought that looked really nice. That was Indiegogo, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, and it, I believe it made its target. We fifty-seven thousand out of forty thousand. That's got uh, the presentation on it is really good. Like um, when you have the um, uh, the sort of uh, not recipes. That's the word. You know where you combine bits and bobs to make something. Crafting. Just, yeah, yeah, the crafting. That's the word. Ugh. The the animations are really like the sword of shotgun. It shows you combine the sword with uh, sorry the sword with the shotgun, and it just you so it cuts it off and stuff. It's really really impressive. And just like the character animations, where it's effectively just a two D two D bit of art, and they've stuck it onto a mesh, and then they distort the mesh subtly, and it just breathes wonderful life into it. I was really impressed with the sort of the graphics on it, considering I assume it's like a a, a couple of dudes from the look of it. I think it's it's um, normal maps, like isn't it? Yeah, well, like yeah, heavily yeah. normal map. It's on TikTok, I think. Actually. Is it? I think is it? it is. I Unless I'm so. totally thinking of the wrong game. I think you might be. You're not thinking of the swapper, are you? Because that is no. normal mapped up the wazoo. No, it's, well, it <laughs> is, blue. but that's also 3D. Yeah. yeah. So. Is it though? Is it? I yeah, it is 3D. It's parallax, isn't it? Just parallax levels. I thought it was 3D models. No, I think it's 3D. Yeah. Is it? It's claymation as well. No, because I, I think it I might, it might be orthogonal projection, but I think it's 3D. We'll discuss this then. But uh, we'll come back to that because that's that's kind of a that we're going to do well, a yeah, we'll review talk, we'll talk about that of that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but anyway, so Darkwood, yeah, that looks interesting, but it looks terrifying. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> that's a good thing, though, right? It's it is, and I I buy these games and then I play them for half an hour and then I go, okay, well that's enough of that because I have to sleep tonight. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, I'm ter- I'm re- like <laughs> amnesia. I am about two hours into it. I think I think I met the first monster. I was like. Okay, well, that's I've had my money's worth. <laughs> I've shat myself, so <laughs> job done. So See, I, I didn't find it that scary. You didn't find amnesia that scary? No. Are you kidding? Uh, what like even the water thing? I haven't done the water thing because I know it's coming up. I'm not going to play that game anymore. <laughs> Did the water that that thing when you in a game when you can feel something right behind you? I just can't. Like, I remember watching a video of Resident Evil 4 and the chainsaw dude, and I was just like, oh, no. Have you played Slender? Slenderman, though, it's called. Uh, yeah, a, yeah, a bit of that, yes. And th- that was quite scary, but it's, I think the fact that the enemy completely disobeys sort of the laws, the fact that they just, you know, it can be anywhere. Yeah. Kind of. The concept is pretty cool, though. Just yeah. Of just something always being like, yeah, you know, you're feeling it behind you continuously. You just mm. turn around and then. Oh, shit, is he there? See, they turn background and he's in front of you again. Yeah, that, that is terrible. And the fact that, like, just if a tree's blocking it, then it can sort of teleport in there. But so, just as you go around a tree, it'll appear. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, that's very cool. Although I can't believe just how many fucking games have ripped that off. Mm. Well, how, how many people are saying, "Oh, we're many, making many. the official Slender game. We're making the official Slender game." <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. But but none of them will be Doctor Watson in the Sherlock Holmes game. That's amazing. <laughs> that's the clever thing that, that does exactly that. Is it, what, is it just like an NPC that just appears behind yeah, you? Yeah, because they, they couldn't be bothered pathing. So um, it, he just teleports. 
And so <laughs> but like the... he does it instantly, so you'll turn around, turn back, and he'll have gone. <laughs> yeah. Or he'll just appear. Well, because for the sequel, the actual makers, because uh, someone put out this spooky Watson trailer, and then so they advertised the sequel by doing their own spooky Watson trailer. With uh, yeah, it's really cool because they just put horror music over it, and it's yeah, it's clever. So, and that's what Slender Man is, isn't it? You're right. It is. It is effectively Spooky Watson plus <laughs> something from the uh, the Something Awful forums. Um. So yeah, no Darkwood top down, uh, procedurally generated. Um, I believe so. Shit em up. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of interesting because I assume it's going to be a bit plotty. I assume it'll yeah, be like in, the same plot but different map. In in the gameplay that they showed, uh, there was a lot of interaction as well. So it'll be interesting how they do that procedure. Yeah, one thing is because it seems to have like you know like you'll find like a crazy man in the woods and stuff, mm. which kind of strikes me as again a bit Demon Souls, Dark Souls. The fact that you know you'll just meet lunatics in it, which is quite nice. So I think I'll, I'll get it and I'll play half an hour and then I'll be like, yeah, we're done. But that looks that looks uh, that looks very good. It looks really really nice atmospherics and stuff okay oh i played the among the sleep demo you know i mentioned that the first person baby mup oh yes and um eh, i uh, i mean it's novel and all that and you have a, the sense of you know being in the body is very very good and the way sort of you know you clamber up stuff but it just seems to have really a logical progression like you go into a room and you can't progress until you take the sheet off the bed and then the door opens for some reason yeah. oh, okay so that's a bit it's a bit, but it's kind of it has that kind of dream logic. So I wasn't very, I wasn't really wowed by that, which is a pity because that's it, it looks terrifying from the trailers. But um, yeah, mm. that. Um, oh, they're, they're making uh, there's a <laughs> there's a Kickstarter for a sequel to Deus Ex Machina or Due Machina or however you pronounce that. I don't know how you Deus Ex Machina. Machina. Machano. No, Machina. What's uh, Machina? But it's an I. But that, that's how my classics. Uh, tutor used to always. You had a it. classics tutor. I, I did classics, yes. <laughs> Learning so much. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, there's a Kickstarter sequel. Now, if you don't know it, Deus Ex Machina was this. Um, uh, well, it is described. Uh, it was a Spectrum game that came with like an audio tape with Christopher Lee and Ian Drury and other people on it that you put in, and then you played the game whilst listening to this audio tape. Uh, and it's described, uh, hang on, let me just check, as uh, the the original uh, was the first interactive movie, which I uh, take as meaning it was shit before a lot of other games were shit, because interactive movies are generally shit. Yes. Um, but the new one looks like a like a bad, dark, basic game, frankly, that they want 60-odd grand for. But I've, I, I, it's kind of... It's, are they, like, re-recording all the stuff for it? Yeah, they're bringing Ian Drury back from the dead, and... <laughs> I obviously um, meant the Christopher Lee and other people. No, I think I think they're just remastering the original recordings. Right. I think from the sound of it. So it's a straight remake. Well, the budget's sixty-four grand. I don't think Christopher Lee won't take a shit for sixty-four grand these days. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought he'd do anything for any amount of money. No, because he's he's ever he, so frail now. He pops up everywhere. I know, but he's he's not a well man. I don't think. Did he, he did a Christmas message, and I thought you might as well call this your last Christmas message, frankly, because <laughs> you you don't look well, man. Um, but. Uh, it it just it just looks like a a really crappy game, sadly, and I, I feel I feel bad. That it, I, another thing is that, that one of the uh, the stretch goals is for a million pounds, and they're currently at just over twenty thousand, <laughs> and that's to make a movie of it, um, which is madness. But the, the the people who were involved are the people who did the Bedrooms to Billions documentary. Did you see this? 
No. no. It's a documentary about um, about uh, the UK uh, video game scene uh, back from the eighties, um, and they they raised like a bunch of money on Indiegogo, and then they went over to Kickstarter, which is where I I bought into it, and they had this stretch goal, which was if we get this much, we can make an extended version of the documentary that'll be like four hours long, um, and and actually this money will cover the production cost for this extended version and they got there so so that's it that extra footage is paid for and then they said afterwards oh if you want to get that longer version and you haven't bought one of the incredibly high tiers you can buy a second disc on your current version for 20 pounds 20 pounds for a fucking disc scalping bastards <laughs> so i'm i'm always tempted just to because i've I'm, i've paid for the original version just to snap the fucker in half with her eyes because it's just profiteering Frankly, it's just, just really, it just it couldn't leave a nastier taste in my mouth if they'd shat on my tongue. Frankly, <laughs> it was, um, yeah, annoying. Um, and the other kicks, I think, raised the chal- uh, sorry, um, like massive chalice uh, by uh, by Double Fine, which is weird because they haven't even delivered the first game, and they're already saying, "Can we have some more money, yeah. please?" For the other game. So, but you know, it's got it's almost a million so far. It's made its money. Still got yeah, a few days it, left. It didn't really interest me though, the game itself. Well it's a turn based strategy, isn't it? Yeah. I think. But it was because the one the 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 idea is that you um it's like a your you die and then your your descendants and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like a legacy game. Yeah. So kinda of like that rogue legacy, that platformer, that uh, the other one that uh, I think made its money quite recently. That uh, that looked really, really cool though. Mm-hmm. Um but um yeah, I don't know. It just seems. Can you not find any funding outside of Kickstarter? Because they've just got the indie fund of just giving them some money to make two other games as well. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's it's like they're they're just hoovering up all the money, which is uh, a bit rum. But um, but the th- what's quite nice is that they're putting like um, gay marriage into this massive chalice as a result of of people sort of saying, "Hey, we could, can we have that in the game?" Which is it's nice. Although I don't. I don't quite see how that works in terms of a game which is about genetic inheritance. So really. that was maybe maybe that you idea. can adopt in it as well. Well, so yeah, is it like a nature versus nature nurture thing? Is it maybe that's what it's going to be about? Mm. Well, gay people can still have children. But... What, so, what, so, so have not only will it have gay marriage, it will also have um, basically um, what's it, surrogate parents and stuff like that. It would have to, I suppose. Well, this is a very complicated <laughs> game. Isn't it? There was something about that in there, though. In oh, it's the, a strategy game. <laughs> That's the, true, actually. This, I, this is just it's, well, it's like like a Game of Thrones. You've got to like, oh, I've only marry watched, specific people. I've only watched the first series. I I've been reading the books lately. Ew, yeah, Mister, I've got. I'm eyes. almost caught up to Reading. the TV show. Yeah. Oh, shut up, Mister Classics. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there, it came up in that uh, Rogue Rogue Legacies, is it called? Yeah, yeah, because there was a there's some. Thing on the indie static or something, I think, uh, where I don't know if they had an article about it, but someone was saying something about the uh, the whole gay thing and that because there's a trait they have of uh, being gay, I think. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything; it just says you're you're a little more fabulous or something like that. But like some people were annoyed by that. I'm not sure why. That's a good thing. Fabulous is nice. I suppose it is kind of pandering to the stereotype. Yeah. Slightly. But they, I think that they had a problem with it being like a trait or something like a genetic trait it's like i don't understand why that's a problem but so, what so were these homophobic people having this problem then no 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 i think they were people i, I have no idea was it actually just people like to complain about anything i think this is true but uh maybe i'm not understanding right i don't know 
But yeah, that's, that'd be an interesting sort of thing to see how that's handled. Yeah. Will it be handled in a sensitive manner or will it just it, it, it <laughs> cause ire? Probably <laughs> attempt at sensitivity and then people will still get angry at something in it. That's anyway. it. Mash the joysticks and become more gay. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be some, some horrible mechanic. Oh, no. I just realised I was not mine. No, I didn't mean it. <laughs> did not mean, I did not mean that in some sort of winky sense of the word. Besides, it could be a lesbian gay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's your gender politics. <laughs> so, games we have actually played. Uh, start with a swapper. Sure. Oh, it's dead good, isn't it? It is. Are you, you going to describe what it is yeah, first? Yeah, okay. The swapper is a, um, a, a 2D, basically, um, platform... Uh, puzzler. Where, like a Metroidvania-ish type thing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It has a little bit of leeway in terms of exploration, but it had it, the it's vibe. very gated. It had the vibe of Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll go the whole, with that. Would, like, oh, I'm all alone and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's a really nice sense. There's a really lovely the sense of mystery really about good. it. The atmosphere is really, really good. But the, uh, so the things that really sort of stand out, it's got a very clever idea, which is that um, basically you have this gun that allows you to create uh, clones of yourself. And I, I totally think this came from... Because whenever you're writing a game, quite often the first thing you'll do is you'll create um, the player. And then you'll try and say, oh, I wonder how many I can get on screen at once. And you'll just... And, <laughs> yes. But they're all responding to the input. And it's totally like... I, I think someone's actually done that whilst making a platform and thought, oh, do you know what? That might be a really good idea for a puzzle game. Where you just have to control... Because whenever you move, your clones move in the exact same way. Um, and, and it just... You make puzzles from that. And uh, it, it limits it sometimes so that you can't create clones in certain areas or you can't transfer your consciousness to the other clones uh, that are in certain areas um, and uh, it's just just a really brilliant puzzle game yeah the puzzles are really good generally there's yeah. only one puzzle I had a problem with which one was that oh I might not I'd, have got there yet. I'd say have you not finished it I've not finished it Ooh. it's probably the last puzzle in the game oh, okay. I think I've definitely not seen that then yeah. um, oh, I don't remember which is the last it, it's like a yellowish room with four switches and some <laughs> an anti-gravity going on like one, two, three, four. Uh, oh no! Yeah, yeah, that is a tough one. That yeah, that it, the solution. I didn't think it was a very elegant solution. Well, it may be elegant, but it's a bit weird. I, I don't know. I don't know how you solved it. So <laughs> I think there's only one way to solve it. Is there? I don't yeah. know. I don't. Oh, obviously, I can't say it because no. it's massive <laughs> spoilers. spoilers okay. Well, anyway, so so yeah. The other, so the other thing that's kind of crazy about the game is the the graphics because the yeah. the guy can't draw for shit. So, well, it's all, it's all made out of clay. So yeah, that's it. Uh, well, clay well and, and and debris. Yeah, like, like there's like household shells items or a, a tin can, um, <laughs> and really it just cool. effectively because I don't think it is 3D. I'm pretty sure that he's just lit it and pulled a normal map out of it. It could yeah, possibly, could possibly, possibly be that actually. because oh, I think it's like and and yet it moves in terms. I'm of... I'm sure some of the backgrounds loads. moved in a really like they were very 3D, but um, maybe I, it's just very well that, done 2D. Yeah, I think I think it's just got shit tons of a parallax. Personally, but but it's it as a result it looks beautiful. I mean, it's really sort of you know dead monotone, uh, monochrome. Yeah, uh, the colours were a little bit crazy for me. Like um, generally, the whole sort of palette that was there as a base was really cool. You know, really dark and uh, like greyish sort of yeah. thing. But when with the the mechanics were tied into those colours, like red stops you from transferring consciousness, and blue stops you from spawning stuff. I think. Yeah. But the colours they used for that were just it was just like odd. Oh, RGB of two five five zero zero something, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's really, they could have really subtlety. Its name, yeah. Yeah, they could have really done that. You know, it chosen some nicer colours, basically. And yeah. I, I would have thought that was a bit better, but that's a bit of a 
nitpick there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the actual game is really good. It's it's yeah uh, yeah I think I think I think I don't think I've seen such nice puzzles since Braid. Yeah. And and the fact that it doesn't repeat itself, because because I I was playing Thomas was alone, and it's just like hey here's a puzzle hey do it five times in a row, And, and it's just oh tedious and yeah. I, I liked where you, you'd look at the puzzle and you just think this is impossible yeah but then you'd slowly you try a few things and you, you'd think ah right now I see that you can do this and that and you'd slowly work out and you'd feel really clever by exactly solving. the game is full of those eureka moments yeah I like I, I don't want to spoil this particular moment but the means by which you can get around using the fact that you can create clones and then transfer your consciousness to them yeah. makes for some really interesting ways of getting around quickly. But it also it also doesn't like um, hand, hold your hand with That's that the as thing. well. I totally discovered that for myself. It doesn't tell you at all yeah. that you can do that. And and so you do it and you're like, fucking hell, that's brilliant. And that's what I think is amazing is that it keeps on just having those little moments where it's like, oh, that's just so clever. And it lets you feel clever. It doesn't, yeah. You know, doesn't go. Hey, guess what? You know, if you do this, then you can do that. Uh, oh, thanks. I spot that. It's it's really really elegant in that, and I quite like the the way the 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 plot sort of delivered. I mean, not so much the written logs, but the I didn't read sort of... any of the logs. Did you not? No, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, they're not. A wall of text appeared, and I, I, if I, as soon as I see more than like two lines, I'm like, fuck no, <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. So the but the little sort of voice acting cutscene bits are quite nice. Yeah, they're... it was really sort of it had a really disturbing vibe. Like if yeah. you got. Can't say it for spoilers, but there's a bit where you get up to a certain place and it shows you like a video log. Of, oh right, okay. Of like what happened previously, and it's so like disturbing to think about it, uh, and it's really cool. Oh right, I'm, I'm, and the ending is really well, interesting as well. Yeah, but yeah, did, I didn't did you do test. both endings? I I did one and looked up the other one on, on YouTube. <laughs> oh, right, fair enough. Just like Far Cry Three, choose the good <laughs> ending and then look at the boobs in the bad ending. Well, good ending. <laughs> Which which ending was good in that? In well, the, obviously the Swapper. one where you don't get <laughs> spoilers. Uh, I mean, in Swapper though. Oh right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't say either of them were particularly the we- good. The weird thing is though that I've suddenly realised that because obviously you're doing this clone thing, I- I'm not me anymore in this game. Uh, yes. That's what the that's what the whole. Ge- this is yeah. the really cool thing about the game. The game is just trying to get you to ask some specific questions. Yeah. And I went away from that game really thinking about stuff, and it was really interesting. Yeah. It's not often a game makes me think. Yeah, so quite often I resent it if it does that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, the swapper is just best puzzle platform play plain ages. I think it's I think graphically it's using the exact same techniques as uh, that fluid game. What was it called? Liquid fluid? Was it just called fluid? You know the one where you create like blobs of water and stuff like that. Vessel. Vessel. That's it. But it's done it well as a because po- Vessel is one of the ugliest games of a, It looks like an Acorn Archimedes game that's. <laughs> got a, a graphics card in there somehow <laughs> really ugly and also a lot of the puzzles in that I think are a little bit woolly whereas um, whereas uh, the swapper I think is oh, it's just brilliant and the key is the, the puzzles in the swapper are hard you just have to make yeah. it hard and assume the player will either get get them or not but it doesn't really matter so just make something hard and then the people that will get to it will enjoy it more do you have to do every single puzzle to finish no. it? no do you I'm, not? Because I, I mean, you have I, to do them all no, no, I unlocked the the last gate. I'm pretty sure I unlocked the last gate before. Because you need 124, don't you, to do the last thing? Oh, I don't. Oh, know. well, I'm pretty close. Cause I've got like 90 of those orb things. Yeah, you're probably close. close. And I, I'm pretty sure I had to unlock. I had to do every single puzzle to finish it. There. Oh right, did you? I think so. Because yeah. I thought I thought I've unlocked it all, and then I went. I went, but there's a couple of puzzles I haven't done yet, and went back. Maybe maybe the last one, but you can progress quite you, far. You, can, you unlock the last. Area, but you, there's something in the last area you need to trigger 
that costs 124 and I'm pretty sure you do need to collect them all but if that's not the case then I might have missed the puzzle <laughs> so I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it's not did you find all the ones in the um, you know there's like a, a rock storage area and it's all teleported and yeah, there's yeah. a teleporter at the bottom yeah oh okay well if you go through each one it, it comes up on the map in a different colour so you yeah. know which ones you've been through and you haven't I only, only realised that part part through but what's actually what was a little bit it, I, it's kind of weird that you go down to this interesting planet right at the start and then you got the spaceship and I assume you spend pretty much the rest of the game there which is you know that's what kind of annoyed me about Metroid uh, Fusion I think it was on the Game Boy Advance because uh, Metroid for me has always been about that sense of mystery of being on a spooky planet and then they set that entirely on a space station yeah, but um, the, the mystery is still there in this game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, the mystery is because it's kind of like, where is everyone? And Yeah, uh, but um, I think maybe it was just, in the case of uh, Metroid Fusion, Metroid particular is about being on a spooky planet, and then it's stuck on a space station, it's like, it's not spooky. Whereas this is a spooky space station. It's got kind of a slight, almost a, an event horizon sort of vibe yeah, to the, sort yeah. of the fact that there's, it's all deserted and shit. Yeah. It's yeah, really, es- good. especially when uh, gravity suddenly turns you know, on the map, and the map turns. Oh, that was really weird. That you go to the teleporter, and suddenly the map's sideways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're suddenly confused confusing. as to which way is up and down. Yeah, but the thing is, there's really very few puzzle elements. It's basically you, the fact that you can create clones, you can swap to your consciousness to them, um, and you can uh, invert the gravity, and that's all I've uncovered. And I assume that's pretty much it in terms of the game. Yeah, yeah, and, and yet it's got you know. Uh, dozens and dozens of unique puzzles out of that. Brilliant. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised more people aren't sort of, you know, clamouring over it. Cause yeah. The, the one really thing I wasn't um, too enamoured was, was the control in the movement platforming. I didn't have a problem with that because I know what you mean. It's that, that little big planet thing where it's like um, physics plus platform equals Yeah, it, it doesn't spoil the game at all. Yeah. Um, but the, I just think that could have been tighter. Yeah, I I, did, I personally didn't have that issue at all, but I can tell. Well, there's a really long lag on the dr- jump after you press the jump button. Yeah, the jump is a bit a bit weird. And uh, there's one bit where it's literally just jumping from platform to platform. Mm. And oh really? There's one. And, and they know that it's it's bad because they make it really easy to go back to the beginning. Once uh, once you've done the jumps to just avoid that bit. Oh right, to unlock an elevator or yeah. whatever at the end. There was one puzzle where you have to jump like into a little alcove, and I didn't realise that's what you had to do because the jumping was so awkward. I thought they probably won't have made that the solution because it's such a fucking awkward thing to pull off. But that was the solution. Oh, I, so, I look forward to that. Yeah. Well, it's the fact that when you're aiming the clone gun, time slows down. That that's the other sort of element in there that really adds to it because that there's some yeah, that's nice, really helpful. Some, it's a nice sort of timing-based puzzles in there occasionally. God, what a game! I think it's the best game I've played this month. Um, the Swapper, hmm. I think. So that that's nice to start with a good one. Uh, we just played the Yorg together. Choose your own adventure. Very pretty. Don't know how much depth's in there. Well, you can speak to most of it about that, Dave, because you have played it like dead loads. Uh, yeah, so I, I suppose at a certain point it does start to to repeat, and um, but I, there's a, there's enough that you you'd like to go back and play a few more times. Mm. No matter so, how quietly you think you're getting those crisps out, when you eat them. They're gonna make noise. I'll move away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because it strikes me that it's kind of similar in that, in that uh, weird world from Infinite Space, in that there's, it's like really, really short games that are random. Um, and so once you've played it, you know, a dozen times, just eat the crisps. I can edit <laughs> out your channel. Um, but 
I think, I think it's, it's just a problem of it being so um, content based. Yeah, and uh, the the gameplay itself is is content based. So and and there's only a finite amount of content. So. I'm surprised you'd think that they could do better because effectively the content is really just words. Because I mean, so so to explain what the game is, effectively you choose um, a character at the start, and then you've got six turns until this creature or this thing called the Yorg arrives and something happens. And you you know when you first play it, you don't know what, so I won't give that away. Um, and then each turn you go to a location, and then you choose to do one of two things at that location, and then uh, another event will occur as, as it tells you what's happening in that location. And you'll choose how to react to that event, and that will change your statistics. Yeah. And then, when you get to the end game, your statistics determine how the end game goes. Um, and so, really, though, um, the location there's a picture for that, and the you know the, the what you're doing there is a picture for that. But beyond that, it's all just um, it's all just text. Yeah. So you think it will be the you know in terms of they should be able to just you know shit shit that stuff out, really. I mean, you'd think they could direct thousands of different... But, but you still happen. want it to be quality stuff. You don't want to just have different variants on the same thing. No, really. but I don't... Yeah, but I, I think I don't think necessarily there has to be a quality versus quantity sacrifice there. Because, you know, when you're writing for games, you, you really do have to pump out an awful lot of stuff. And, and it all has to be reasonable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking from experience, it, it can't be awful. Um... So, given that it was just text, I'm surprised that you know you started seeing this stuff repeating. But it's it's not it's you know it was nice. It was it was eight pounds twenty nine, which was less nice considering it feels like a five dollar game. And it's yeah, I think I think the, the price is probably a bit steep for what because it get. it is literally you you get through it in like ten minutes. Hmm. Effectively, you can complete it, especially if you're only playing with one character. It really comes into its own though when um, the events that you did earlier on start influencing later y events. Yeah, that's not. Nice. But that doesn't always happen, which is so. a real pity uh, because that, I mean that's the, there's like a video on the website which, other than being very annoying because of the people in it who I just know are sitting in a Starbucks somewhere. Um, it's 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 nice. It does show you these you know the events happen. Except that in the video, it's kind of they don't show you. Um, they don't show you the setup to those events, and so you're just hearing these people reacting to like, "Oh my god, it's that thing from earlier!" Mm. Um, oh, screeching twats. Um, so yeah, no, that, that's that's cool. It's cool that you know these tiny little stories happen. But I, I assume that the way that these, I mean, have you actually seen where a, a seed event has happened and different things have happened as a result, or has it always been the case that if you do this thing early in the game? Then this is the only thing you'll see later in the game that's a direct result of it. Uh, now you're putting me on the spot. Uh, yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Is the answer to that? Yeah. It, yeah, it could. It could just be like it just triggers one one event in the future. I would. I would hope that it would be you know multiple. That'd be you know the, the. I like the idea that you know I could see that one event and then choose to go different places in, yes. in the later game and yes, see I something agree else happens to it. But um. It's. I mean, it's kind of. It's. It's nice, but I don't know how much of a game it is. It feels. It feels like a database with pictures. It's like a little, just a randomly generated storybook, isn't it? Really. Yeah. It's nice, but it, it depends how much you want to have the game. 
Yeah, actually, the storybook is a perfect name for it. I can see that being like a really wonderful thing for kids, were it not for the fact that you know it has some adult themes in there. <laughs> yes, but the right, you know, the writing's witty, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I could totally see that that would be like a, like a kid's version of this would be brilliant for the iPad. It's perfect. In fact, I think you know playing it on the PC was the worst place to play it. I t- if I had that on the iPad, I think I'd be a lot more satisfied. Yeah, with it. yeah. Pass it around, I would agree with that. Yeah, has it come out for the iPad? Uh, no, fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. a little bit of an overreaction no I'm not because that is that is exactly the yeah it would, it would be, be right at home on the on the iPad I yeah. agree with that it's uh, yeah it, uh, I think uh, yeah because you, you're just choosing options from a list basically exactly yeah. it's perfect for it so I think that's that's part of my issue is that it's kind of uh, what I expect of a PC game and what I expect of an iPad game is obviously very different so if I played you know like um, let's say five bucks again because it's an iPad game who pays more than that I'll be, I'll be really happy with that. That'd be like a nice little thing. Uh, and it's a social game, so which you're most yeah, likely exactly. to have in the pub. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, um, like Space Team. Space. Team, who would play? You wouldn't play Space Team at home, whereas in a pub, it's the most hilarious thing. Oh, what? Well, you can't bet on your own, anyway. Space Team. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but the, I mean, so you're really beautiful, lovely sound, witty writing, but. Limited there's a, there's in terms a, of... a seed of a really good game there. Yeah, I think it's just content like like Weird Worlds. It's you know once you played it you know half dozen times, you've seen all the events that happen in that game, and and it ceases to be. It's those games are driven by the sense of mystery. I think mm. like oh what what might what might this be? So unless you're regularly seeing new stuff, it's kind of like oh okay whatever. <laughs> so it's good though, but ten bucks. Bit steep, really. Especially once you have bloody fat, fucking fat. <laughs> um, personally, uh, I uh, played uh, Call of Juarez, um, the the new uh, gunslinger uh, on Steam. Anyone else play that at all? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's like a cross between a first person shooter and like almost like a time crisisy light uh, light gun game a bit. In that it's it's a very sort of feels like quite a stripped back first person shooter. In that the enemies are dumb as muck, um, and and it's all very sort of you know bang bang shoot shoot. But it's got this really cool narrative thing because the idea is that you're um, you're effectively you're like this drunkard, well not drunkard, like this this uh, older cowboy who goes into a bar and then regales these two people in there with tales. And as you're playing through the levels, he's narrating it and they're chipping in and saying, "Ah, oh, bullshit," or, or they might assume something and and you'll say, "Oh no, that's not how it happened." And then the game rewinds and then you replay a bit and you play it in a different manner. Sounds cool. Uh, yeah, it's like a really really sort of cool thing narratively. And it was only like it's like twelve ninety nine. Or eleven ninety nine on on Steam, so it's uh it's like it's you know it's a good satisfying shooter, albeit you know it's it's no Halo, um but um with this really cool sort of story hook in there, so uh, that was that was a lot of fun. There was, there's not an awful lot more for me to say about it other than it's you know it's beautiful graphically. Techland's engine, their their Chrome engine, not Chroma, it's not your engine, um <laughs> Chrome engine. It does some really nice things. It's got a Borderlands esque sort of feel in that there's a little bit of cell shading to it. Um, but uh, that's that was really good. I think that's uh, for for you know, I, I like it a lot. I like the fact that some of the the bigger publishers are doing these these double A games because everyone was saying oh, the double A game is dead. Yeah, it's all triple A. That's it. It's all blockbusters um, or it's things that we thought were going to triple A and then they tanked at retail. So it's it's nice to see them actually putting games out at a reasonable price. Um, but, uh, you know, like a six hour game. For for twelve ninety nine, yeah, absolutely. That's that's a good value proposition, I would say. What a terrible wanky phrase, value proposition. Um, um, 
So, so yeah, that was good. Um, what else? Uh, Tiny Barbarian DX. Who else bought that then? Yeah, I got that. It's nice, but it's, uh, you know, it's a very nice, pretty, I mean, it's, it's basically, it's a, uh, an old school platformer in that it's quite sort of hardcore. Um, and it's got nice pixel art and that. Very nice pixel. Very nice pixel art indeed. Uh, nice animation. And it's nice that, um, you, basically you're a barbarian in it and you go around whipping well, things. You're basically Conan. Yeah, you're Conan basically, except without uh, annoying, uh, the estate of whoever invented Conan. Was it Arthur Conan Doyle? No. It just seems really, <laughs> seems like it should be. Like he thought, I'll, I'll name a really buff person after me. It was Edgar Rice Burroughs. Is it? Wasn't it, wasn't it the guy who did, um, Prince, the, the Princes of Mars and stuff like that? <laughs> I'm gonna come across as, hang on, you did classics, come on! Uh, yeah, but I did Greek and things like that. No, oh, fine. Oh, sorry, I meant Robert E. Howard. Yeah, that was seamless. Well, anyway, so, it's basically Conan the Barbarian, the old school platformer. And, um, it's nice, but it's, it's an old school platformer. It doesn't seem to have particularly learnt a lot from new school platformers so that's a little bit limited but it's it's you know lovely presentation and stuff and again cheap as chips so you know there's, there's not an awful lot you can say about it that's the the sort of pity whereas the swap has got all sorts of cool stuff going on both under the surface and in the gameplay timely barbarian is it's a platform yeah it does exactly graphics. what it says on the tin yeah but it's nice that it's quite hard, because actually I bought Angvik just before um, you came over, which was done by the chap who made Arvacine, which again, and it's it's a really sort of hardcore... Looks interesting. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really lovely presentation, but it's it's nice that in the, it's, it's so difficult, and the, the levels are only tiny, but you'll probably get your ass kicked during them. But not through weight of numbers or unfairness, just through, just, you know, they put the enemies in a really shitty location. <laughs> Um, which you could turn, you know, you could totally make that jump and jump on his head and kill him, but you more often than not don't. But it's, it's quite nice because the idea is you pick what your dad was at the start and then you go and, um, pick up all of his shit and quite often kill him at the start. And, and that, that sort of gives you what your starting equipment is, but then you'll find other equipment throughout and it'll affect you. And it's, it, again, it doesn't, it doesn't spell out what the stuff does. It has that nice kind of, well, you figure it out. Um, elements to it. So you'll find potions and I'll drink it and I'll be like, well, what did that do? My shield's changed colour or... But I'll have to find out. I'll have to go and, you know, die and find out what happens as a result. <laughs> so um, that was quite a nice little game. But that, again, $5, the correct price. Um, uh, but um, that, that was quite nice. But again, you know, dead dead old school, but I think a bit more interesting than Tiny Barbarian in that, you know, it's got these little sort of randomised elements and it changes how you, you, you play a bit. Plus, it's got a really nice nod to Ghouls and Ghosts in that when you die, you turn into a skeleton and then you collapse into a pile of bones. Except <laughs> it's done with physics this time, so it's extra awesome. Um, so that's nice. Um, well worth $5, and I've only played it for about an hour. So uh, that was dead good. Um, Super Puzzle Platformer Deluxe. I played that. Dave's played that. Have you played no, that? No, no. Oh. I played the original for like 10 minutes. but Now, I did the same thing. The Flash-based version on, on the webs... I played that and I was like, eh, all right, but I I really enjoyed the the full price version, whereas no. I believe Dave is of a dissenting opinion. I, I'm with Mark here. I wasn't. I didn't really get it. I I didn't really. It's just you just do the same thing in a tiny little room over and over again. Well, it's it's more it's more like a puzzle game in the sense of something like Tetris. Yeah, and we, to explain what it is, is effectively it's um uh okay, so I, I suppose the 
best parallel will be Super Puzzle Fighter to Turbo, in that uh, all these sort of uh, colourful blocks come fall down, and then and then they sort of join together. And if you you uh, you're jumping around in there as like a, a platformer game, and you have a gun or, or a different weapon depending on which character you choose, and then you shoot these groups of things, and then they explode and collapse. And you get points for it, um, but there's like a load of spikes at the bottom of the level, so you can't destroy all of them because otherwise you'd fall into the spikes and die. And then there are hazards that drop into the playfield <laughs> as well. What? Which I did a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's quite easy to accidentally undermine yourself. Like it's got the exact same. Like Mr. Driller does the exact same thing in that effectively a whole group of blocks is destroyed at once when you do destroy it. And um, I really really liked it. I thought I thought it was just a, a really good sort of twitch puzzle. Yeah, but I, I find, considering like jumping is a huge part of it, being able to jump precisely, I didn't feel I had enough control over the jump. Well, now, which character were you playing? Because it depends on the character. Like, the ninja has double jump and stuff like that, which um, makes it a, a, a lot easier. So, which were you always choosing the same character to play as, or did you swap it up? Uh, yeah, I was always the same character. Well, there you go! <laughs> You see, you should have you should have chosen you know another character. Like you, you play it enough, you unlock new characters, you unlock new areas, and so yeah, the ninja I start playing as that a lot. He just throws ninja throwing stars, so his his weapon isn't as powerful, so it takes a bit long to destroy blocks. But the double jump thing gets you out of a lot of sticky situations. So yeah, no, I, I really really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I mean, I, I found the the challenges a bit better. I've not actually than, played the challenges than the yet. Straight, the straight game. Okay, because well, they're only quite short. Yeah. So. Okay, well that's nice. It's got that additional sort of mode in there. Mind you, that was like there was a game called Blast Miner, which when it first came out, it was a, it was like it was a, it was it was like again one of these sort of um, puzzles where it's just you know uh, like a, a Tetrisy thing in that it's dropping pieces in, and that game mode was shit. But then they suddenly realised, oh, we'll do a puzzle mode, and that game mode was way better. So um, so maybe you know maybe horses for courses. Some people will probably prefer the. The challenges, but obviously you have to unlock those by playing. Because mm. cause this is done by Adult Swim Games, or released by them. And I was playing Super House of Dead Ninjas, which is another thing they put out on Steam. And that's got um, this other... It's got the same mechanic in that the more you play it, the more you unlock stuff. But that's got shit tons more stuff to unlock. So I think has a, a longer sort of uh, life cycle on it. But uh, I, no, I thought Super Puzzle Platformer Deluxe was really good. I thought that's, that's easily six quid a game. I enjoyed it. I less so. Okay, well, that is that is your prerogative. Dave. You don't. We don't have to enjoy the same things. That is how this brilliant, lively debate comes about. <laughs> um, uh, what else have people been playing? Gunpoint. I have not played this. Tell me about Gunpoint. I mean, I've seen pictures and videos. It's a. Uh, would you say it's a stealth stealth game? puzzle platformer? I would call it. Oh, I like this. This is it's got a bit of action elements as well. So. I. I, well, I described it. I, I say it plays or feels how I expected Monaco to be. You, you do actually feel like um, you, you're sneaking around and hacking things and incapacitating guards. And it, I, I, yeah, it was very enjoyable. But the whole gimmick of it is the fact that you can you can rewire. So the the, the idea yeah, is the, you... the main mechanic is the cross wire where it's it's. They describe it as an app on your phone that makes helps you rewire buildings. Apparently, buildings in in this world are just like uh, the building in Gremlins Two. Everything is Wi-Fi. Yeah, everything yeah. is controlled by software. Yeah. So um, and so you just uh, rewire basically rewire everything. So switches that what 
flicked on lights you can f use to flick to open doors but then things will be on different circuits so you don't have access to all um all the elements so you can't rewire the whole building from yeah the so so you have to get access into them by um accessing their circuits and okay. things like that so you basically have to hack a computer and then you can use all the green circuits but, or but um it's it's also really good that there, there doesn't the odd one has um only one solution but mm. most of them there are multiple ways you can do it so you know because i find in puzzle games sometimes i find that very unsatisfying i like puzzles it, to have a solution yeah it's not particularly puzzly that's the thing i think it's, that's it's this more is improvising the, this is the uh, like uh probably the worst part of it the, the biggest negative to the game is the fact that the level design isn't very puzzly or anything it's just go in mash stuff together and then it eventually works mm. uh, the, the, oh no i i i plan i um, would sit outside for a while and plan plan my it strategy. It wasn't particularly hard. The last level was the only one where I really had to actually think about what I was doing. Uh, I've not completed it yet, so I've okay. not done the last level. <laughs> well, uh, I think the best thing, the best sort of uh, thing that I had going for it, which you didn't really utilize to the maximum, is like you can chain loads of things together. Like so, you'd you'd ta use an elevator for a timer, so you could set an elevator to come up. Yeah. When the elevator hit, it would trigger something else. They could get that alarm. to yeah, you get that to trigger something else. Yeah. All this stuff. But it was never, you never had to do that. So, that's so you can just, instead of doing all this stuff, you can just wire it to a switch and press the switch and then run through like, See, the door. This is there. the same problem I had with like Bioshock Infinite in the, uh, and Bioshock. And it says, hey, look, you've got all these cool powers. But yeah, just use the guns and fireballs and you'll be all right. Well, I mean, I quite like that. And then um, the different solutions are dependent on what equipment you get. You don't have to have all the equipment. Mm. So like this, um, this and that's a very hard thing to design. There, for. There's something that allows you to break through um, windows silently, mm. or, or nearly silently, um, and if you don't have that, um, then there's certain ways of solving uh, levels that you can't do, and things like that. So, so it's almost a little bit Deus. So it's less of a puzzle game, almost like a Deus Ex thing, where it's about sort of. It was fun just to. Um, sticks to walls and ceilings and stuff. That was my. Oh favorite. yeah, cl climbing along the ceilings was yeah. brilliant. I loved it, especially it was, if there's a guard below you. Yeah, it's you super just, stealthy. Because they they have line of sight, so um, if you stay out of their line of sight, you you're all right. And it's, it, is it very dumb line of sight? Is it, if I'm on the ceiling, they're never going to see. Yeah, me. they don't look up. Yeah, like all good. But it, it, it nicely shows you the line of sight as well, which is oh, okay. It, it sounds really good, and it's very it's very cheap. It's worth, isn't it? it's worth playing. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's only like. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely quid. enjoying it. Yeah, and it's yeah, only about three hours long. I yeah, think. I completed. I think about two hours or something like that. Right. And uh, but if you do all the achievements type stuff, I think that's where it would probably shine. I haven't got around to doing some of them. I'm yet, not but... sure. I, the, the amount of achievements because I was getting like five achievements a level when I was thinking. Yeah, I think there's how a many achievements are there? There's a lot there. It was like, like it just throws them at you like confetti. Yeah, there's a few of them where it just sort of throws it at you, but I think some of them sound really cool. Like there's some like. Uh, Get through a level without any guards seeing you or anything like that, which is which can be tricky. So basically, just if things were is harder. that like, now is that proper ghosting yeah. where you don't even harm them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. And at the end, you 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 graded like how violent you were, mm. um, um, how stealthy you were. So like, if you're not not seen by any cameras or any people, you get like the ghost um, rank and that and things like that. So. No, it does seem quite. I saw like footage like where because you can you have these like electric trousers or something. Yeah, they can leap very leap. high. Yes. Yeah, and so you could you can be at the top of a building and you can leap at a guard and you'll both go out the window and then yes. you, and you, he's, yes, you his body that. cushions your fall, which seems very cool. Mm. It's uh, it's got nice nice little graphics as well. Very it's quite old school again because that's yeah. easier. 
uh, to draw. Um, yeah, so so would you buy it? Yes, I okay. did. Okay, well, I recommend good. other people do as well. Oh, it's good then. Definitely, it's definitely worth picking up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 how I wanted Monaco to be. It is it just yeah, Monaco. It just it's just it sort of just dissolves into yeah, it's more of an arcade Monaco. Yeah. Whereas this this you do actually feel like you're, you're hacking the building. Mm. So that's good. Sneaking your way in. Um, anything else? Uh, well, what I've mostly been playing this month is Stickets. <laughs> this is a iPad and iPhone game, is it not? Uh, yes. That I believe you're number one in the world at. Uh, at, at the time of recording, shall we say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll we check now. <laughs> we can have real-time reactions to you being pushed off the top spots. No, no, let, let me just have a <laughs> moment of glory. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, um, now, explain how it works, because... It's, it's, it's a pure puzzle game. Um, you have a small play field, uh, and you place, um, pieces on it, not dissimilar to Tetronomes. Except Tetronomes. But they've only got three, three blocks Tetron- in each, aren't they? I Tetronomos. There's a, there's a word. Oh, Tetronomos. Um, yes, uh, they have three, each with a different colour on. Yeah. And you're trying to make groups of three or more of the same colour. And um, because but, of the L-shaped nature, that is obviously difficult on your limited space. Yeah, because you only have there's only ever four you can pick from. Yes, and each one is um, one of the four corner shapes. Yes, but the colours are arranged randomly, effectively. Yeah. and so uh, it's yeah, so it's 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 very it's very difficult, I hear. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a it's a very simple mechanic that is infuriatingly difficult. Because mm. when it goes tits up, it goes it it goes wrong very quickly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, you've been playing as well, haven't you? Yeah, Mark? yeah. Not not as good. Not quite as good as Dave. No, no. <laughs> what's your highest score? About a hundred and something. Hundred. That sounds like quite a high number. That's a, yeah. So what's your highest score? Uh, Nine hundred and eighty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's quite. To a be bit. fair, that's higher than the developers' score. Yeah, so, that's yeah. like eight times better than you, isn't it? <laughs> Basically, although let's yeah, right. Let's uh, let's get out. What's the game? Super Hexagon <laughs> and uh, redress the balance. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what. I wonder where I am. <laughs> are you number one in the world? No, definitely not. <laughs> well, Some people shut the fuck up. <laughs> crazy in this game. Yeah. I, I saw it. I mean, it's like really, really basic. Yeah, it's um, just such a simple... Like, it's, it's a puzzle game that you look at and you think, why Why hasn't this been made before? It just is that simple. Mm. It's just a simple, a simpler concept as you can get, but works. And it's called Stick It's. Stick It's. Yes. Is it one dollar or two dollars? Uh, it's... $3. Fuck that shit! It's a good game. It's $3. $3. It hasn't got any graphics in it. I'm not paying $3 for no graphics. It looks, it's a very nice aesthetic that just does the uh, job. Lazy it's aesthetic. <laughs> Look at these. I'm just looking at the top scores of Super Hexagon. And, uh, oh, here we go. They're all, they all appear to be integer overflows. Integer? Integer overflows. Just... Fucking hell! What? Been hacked, oh yeah, it's been <laughs> hacked. Oh okay. <laughs> it's like he forgot to like deal with negative numbers properly That's in his insane. code. One hundred and sixty-six thousand players played the game. He must have made a fortune. Yeah, he must have done. But he had the decency not to charge three dollars. Yeah, he him. does. What? Yeah, he does. What the hell? Are you F- fuck about? you, Terry Kavanagh. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. We've well, been making an amazing game and charging a. Tiny amount of money for it. Oh. Well, but the cannibal people said that was their regret, charging so little for it because you know it's that's only because it did really well. Yeah, but it would it have done, have done that? Yeah, they yeah. charged more. Yeah, you'll never know. I thought it was free. Is it not no, free? cannibal was ninety nine cents. Well, it's it really? a big thing 
with the app store where apps just go, oh, I'm going to make it 99p so that, or 99 cents or whatever, just so they can scrape the bottom. But like Angry Birds pretty much set that, didn't it? Mm. And it's just a bad idea. Like if you want a good game, just you're going to pay whatever for it. Like I have Ridiculous Fishing's three dollars as well, mm. and that's done very well. That looks quite cool. I, I feel sorry for them being ripped off, as most like Super Puzzle. I think that well, Super Puzzle works in their favour. The same though. thing, didn't they? they got I think whenever off. it happens, it works in their favour because you, you get ripped off, but then you get loads of press coverage because of it, and then people hear about your game and go, "Oh, I'm going to buy the original one because these I don't want these dickheads to get." anyone's money so yeah but your average gamer doesn't really care about that really yeah your average gamer just wants to play any game I don't know Bastards. maybe they're, they're, they're not going to seek out the original one well, it's, it's certainly not I don't think I mean I don't know the specific, specifics of it but I don't think it's done Vlambeer any harm like the whole I don't, I don't think anything's going to be Vlambeer yeah because no, they'll always have another idea Vlambeer yeah. are awesome so. yeah they're, they're going to be at res next week Cool. You get to go up and say, I love you. I won't say I love you, but... <laughs> I I will introduce myself as you and say I love you so that when they recount the tale, it seems like you were a dick. That's fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, Considering I'll be there, that'll be a very strange thing to occur. Damn it. <laughs> I forgot about the fact that you'd be there. Uh, anything else people been playing? I played Little Inferno because it was in the Humble Bundle. Yeah. And, and you enjoyed it this time? It's better than I thought it was going to be. But it, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a nice little game. I've not finished it yet because my graphics card is a piece of absolute turd. I'm not sure to rip the one out of my machine and take it with you today. Okay, cool, cheers. Yeah. Even though it's not, it's not great, but, you know, it's better it's than a better broken card. It's better than one that's on fire or doesn't work. Yeah, you don't Ironically, whilst playing Little Inferno, it becomes on fire. Maybe that's <laughs> it. Maybe your graphics card is just like, oh, I'm really into this game. <laughs> Um, I played um, Metro Last Light this month, which is as about as un-indie as you can get, and that was dead good. Is any, have either of you played Metro 2033? It's like it's like a first-person shooter set in a, a Russian uh, apocalyptic world, set in like the subways of Russia, and uh, and everything's really grimy and depressing. And it's it's like if you like depressing games, it's great. Um, but it's it's first-person shooter. Um, but the original one had the most broken stealth and the crappiest shooting ever. Um, and they've really improved all of that for this one, but um, it's kind of because the, the stealth is really, really sort of powerful now. It's just ridiculously easy as a game, and the shooting's way better, and they give you loads more bullets. It's just, it's just too easy now. But the other thing is, it doesn't have the sense of mystery that the first one has. Because I think the thing that did you ever play Stalker? No, actually, no, I didn't. Have you played Stalker? No. See, because that that has it has all these weird phenomena going on. It has this lovely sense of um, mystery and ooh, what's that? Uh, the, the same thing that sort of Demon Souls has when you're exploring a new area, mm. and Dark Souls, um, and and they've kind of they've kind of kiboshed that about this one, and it's a bit more linear than the original. So, but you know, as first person shooters go, I think it's probably the best one I've played this year, and I do like first person shooters a lot. That's cool. Yeah, so I've just mentioned that because everyone else has covered it properly in reviews. So I just thought I'd mention I played it. Made it. Uh, anything else that people want to uh, cover in uh, this brilliant edition of our fantastic podcast? That how many unique visitors did we get last month on the website? Oh, like thirty. Yeah, thirty. Half of those would be people we know in real life as well. That's true. That, no, at least two of them are me from different computers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that is depressing. And that's only unique visitors to the site, right? Yes, not necessarily people who actually listen to the shit. Yeah, that's the, they might have gone and gone, oh, and I've typed that in wrong, I meant something else. <laughs> oh, bollocks. 
Why do we bother? I'll tell you why, because I've invested far too much money in recording equipment, that's why. Um, uh, so yeah, anything else that anyone's done or played or heard about or out? Oh, Fez 2! Did we mention that? We haven't mentioned that, no. Fez 2, they're making uh, Fez 2. Why, why are we mentioning Fez 2? Yeah, the oxygen of publicity. Don't, don't support the hype. <laughs> oh. Well, you I know, the original was good. See, I don't know. It, it might not even be a, like a full game because Phil Fish is supposed to be developing something for that big I, screen thing at Game City as well. So I'm not sure if maybe it's just like a big... Yeah, I fully no, expect it to be a big Phil Fish troll. It could well be. What, what be you think there isn't actually a Fez 2? It's nope. just him having a, a laugh. No Fez 2. It could be just like a short mini-game type thing rather than a full big platform. You wouldn't as well. call that Fez 2. He might do. Just for... Shits well. and giggles. Yeah. He doesn't care it's, if anyone Phil doesn't Fish, like could him be anymore. Anything. But surely he wants more money. I mean, that's the reason you entered IGF twice, isn't it? For the money. The glory. The glory. And, and the ladies who flock to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if I ever got pussy as a result <laughs> of doing well in an independent games competition that wasn't perfectly, <laughs> perfectly able of going out and getting a lady of their own accords. <laughs> beforehand pretty sure that wouldn't work you just drag around this trophy with you everywhere you go yeah like, exactly hey, I won the IGF yeah. oh do you want me to Twice. crack that nut open for you I've got a big heavy trophy I can do it with I would assume that oh, did we sing so low I don't know uh, well I don't think we ever uh, we've always been quite low <laughs> this is character assassination the podcast <laughs> We're just sort of crawling along the bottom uh, of the ocean know, here. I, I've got friends who, who are friends with him and say he's a perfectly lovely person. He is. So, I, I've yeah. met him and he's, he's a cool guy. Oh, that's right. Just leave us looking like Well, you, you got to name drop someone from GDC. We'll even out. You you name drop people all the time. You can fuck up. Jer- what, Jerry Mickle? <laughs> another another <laughs> I've met him. jingle? <laughs> we all, we've all met him. Jingle part two goes here. No, I was going to put it in before. Yeah, that's right. I'll put it in here. Jerry Mickle is his name. Jerry Mickle is his name. Jerry Mickle, no, no. Jerry Mickle jingle. You put a second. You could have one. I'm not going to write another jingle. It's going to be the it's one for last time week. Consuming. Yeah. I had, to, I had to Google jingle, and then I had to half-heartedly sing a jingle. And then get rid of all the ones that were just jingle bells. There was there was an awful lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Believe me. It was uh, eventually freesound.org. God bless you. That uh, supplied the jingle. I said the word jingle a lot. Um, are we going to wrap this up, or is there anything? Oof, that's, that's pretty much it. That's it for the month. We didn't have a sausage break this time. We uh, we are pre sausage. Have one in the middle of Spelunky. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll put the oven on. Uh, right. Yeah. Cheers for listening, and uh, apologies as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you next month. Bye. Bye. You're not going to say bye, Dave. Bye. There we go. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.